All right, Eagles fans, welcome back to Eagles Enemies, presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's KB coming at you from Underground Studios, and somehow, someway, the Eagles couldn't put up 14 points against the New York Giants, and we're coming off a ridiculously embarrassing loss. The season's in limbo. After last week, I declared the playoff run started after the, the win against the Saints. The Giants came through and smacked us in the mouth, and we looked like absolute clowns. Uh, so we're hoping that doesn't happen this week when we take on the three and eight New York Jets. And joining me this week, you know, we kept it in house for the first time this year back during Halloween week when Pat Pitts came on to preview the Detroit Lions. We're keeping it in house this week as well as the man, the myth, the legend, John Mavalia, aka Mr. I Make Pars, <laughs> one half of the Get in the Hole podcast right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network, joins me as he is a well-known Jets fan. What's going on, buddy? Well-known Jets fan. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up. This is a this is a little bit of a lesser-known rivalry. This is a, we got a preseason rivalry is what usually happens between the Eagles and the Jets. Uh, very, very unknown. Like we play each other like every single preseason. It's ridiculous. Yep, it, it is. It is the week four. It is the week uh, four preseason rivalry to see who can make the team. I don't know if somebody's got somebody's news. That's always happened. I don't know what the <laughs> deal is, but it happens week four every preseason, man. And now we get to see it in the regular season. So I'm looking forward to yeah. it, man. Super excited. And the reason this happened, obviously, is because we have the 17 game schedule now. So this game got added in there because of it. Mm -hmm. Um. But let, let's let's dive into this Jets team, John. You've been watching them obviously this year, and I'm sure it has been absolutely painful. Uh, where where are you in assessing where the New York Jets are at? First year under Robert Sala, you know Joe Douglas, well into his you know GM regime, coming from the Eagles, obviously. Um, where where are you standing right now as we get ready for this Week uh, 13 matchup with the New York Jets? For sure. That's a great question because, you know, I'm definitely one of the more positive Jets fans out there. You know, I always try and look at the, the bright side of there things. There are not that many either. There's not many. <laughs> few and far between, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, I always try and manage expectations. So my expectations before the season for this team was like, all right, let's let's try like six to eight wins is what I was shooting for. And I, I don't think it doesn't look like we're going to hit that. But, you know, we got the youngest team in the league. We got a rookie head coach, a rookie quarterback. You know what I mean? Joe Douglas, it looks like he's doing all the right things when it comes to the GM side of things, whether it's trades, draft picks. Maybe you can question the Joe Flacco stuff. Um, but I have, I, have all, I have all the faith in, in Joe Douglas that you could possibly have from any fan. So I, I really like the direction he's going with the team. I, I, and I think, you know, we got two, two top five picks, I believe it is, right now, if the season ended today. So obviously that's a pretty big deal. And then we got the Carolina pick. And then, of course, our second round pick, which will also be very high because we suck. You know, so we, we, we got a bright future, um, but it doesn't seem so bright right now, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, and I mean, there, there's players on this team that I think in due time will become valuable assets okay. on this roster across the board, whether they're veterans or, you know, in their first or second seasons. Mm -hmm. Who's somebody on this team that, isn't getting enough talk, but certainly deserves it in the broader scheme of the NFL where it's like he plays for the Jets, so he's not going to get discussed, but exactly. he deserves to be talked about amongst, you know, NFL talking heads and that kind of thing. Sure thing, sure thing. There's, there's a bunch of guys that, that come to mind, but the one who definitely fits the mold is Bryce Hall, if you know who that is. Uh, our not the TikToker. Not the TikToker, yes. <laughs> I, I was like, I was. I made sure to, I made sure to look up some, some of his statistics before I came on. 
and I typed in Bryce Hall and the TikTok came up and I was not ready for it whatsoever. I was like, okay, yeah, I forgot that that dude existed at all. Um, so yeah, Bryce Hall, our number one quarterback, the closest thing Jets fans are ever going to see to Revis Island um, post Darrell Revis. This guy, um, the, the most notable thing that he did is against against the Dolphins. I think I believe he played 40 snaps. He didn't have a single ball thrown his way. He plays both sides of the field. Um, usually he's on the left side, uh, but that particular game was the first time he was playing right and left side of the field, and he looked great. And then uh, last week against the Texans, he got beat by, I think it was Brandon Cooks. But he, was, he was right there on the coverage, and the coverage was fine. But, I mean, when it comes down to it, I think this guy is a pro bell caliber player. He he went to Virginia. He would have been a top pick. I forget. I think it was a knee injury. It was either knee or Achilles that he had. It kind of bumped his draft stock down. Joe Douglas snagged him in the sixth round, I believe it was. So a very, very late-round pick, a lot of upside. Uh, he's he's definitely that guy, you know. And then you can go down. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker, our, our left guard that was drafted highly, that we traded up for uh, last year in the first round. He's been having – I believe he's top five in Pro Bowl voting at his position for the AFC, I believe. Um, so he's, he's having a great year. And then, of course, Elijah Moore – We've been winning some people out there, some some fantasy games for the last couple of weeks. He's been he's been going off, showing what kind of player he is um, amongst the studded wide receiver draft class from from last season. So th- those are those are the three guys that come to mind. But for sure, Bryce Hall is the one that's definitely not getting enough love because he he might he might be one of the best players on our defense. Period. And it seems like Sala has kind of implemented what they would do in San Francisco with the running back room. It seems like every week there's a new running back on this Jets team. Either people are picking up in fantasy football, they're getting talked about just across the board. How do you feel about the revolving door running back rotation where it's like if one guy struggles, all right, it's next man up, and that's who's going to get the touches the following week. And then if they struggle, it's somebody new. It's very 49ers-esque with what Kyle Shanahan does. It is, and it's it's a little bit of what the Broncos are doing right now with Melvin Gordon and um, Javante Williams, a little, a little bit like that. Like, you know Javante Williams, he's that rookie. He's that guy just like the way Michael Carter is with the Jets. You know, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to give your rookie running back 20 touches a game. And then all of a sudden they get an injury by week 10. And then there's, you know, the, then Saquon Barkley, what's what happened with him is going to happen with whoever, whoever your rookie running back is. You just don't want that. You know what I mean? And Michael Carter, he looks like that guy. You know what I mean? He, he was putting up crazy numbers in fantasy points for like four weeks straight. Then he, he gets hurt. You know, it's a shame. But it, it's nice to, to be able to spread the love in the backfield. I don't I don't mind it. From a fantasy perspective, I might mind it a little bit, um, but at the same time, when 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 you're a football fan, you want your team to be able to have at least two competent running backs to be like, okay, let's give this guy his touches, let's give this guy 15, let's give this guy five to ten, depending on what kind of day it is, what kind of lead we have, how the game is going. You know what I mean? So we do have a lot of talented running backs. I don't know what the contracts are looking like, but Michael Carter is the guy that's going to be there for the long term and for the future. Looking forward to that next year year after that he's probably going to be the guy that you want to draft in fantasy he's going to be that guy who's going to make a name for himself uh, in the next few years and you obviously brought up elijah moore he's really like burst onto the scene as like your true number one wide receiver where i think coming into the year a lot Mm -hmm. of talk was you know swirling around Corey davis coming in in free agency Mm -hmm. hopefully seeing denzel mims blossom which i'm sure you know you guys are extremely frustrated about with him (laughs) Um, but how do you see the matchup between Elijah Moore and what everybody assumes is going to be uh, Pro Bowl corner Darius Slay? Yeah. 
We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Yeah, first off, I want to say I've never seen a fan base more concerned with like the fourth or fifth wide receiver on a team than Jeff's, Jeff's fans were with Denzel Mims for like at least five weeks. It was an obsession early on in the season. Um, but yeah, Slay, Slay and Moore is going gonna, is gonna to be a unique matchup. Um, s- similar to if you, on, on the opposite side, you've got Hall and, and Devontae Smith. You know, I'm looking at those two matchups as, as maybe maybe the matchups to watch outside of the trenches. You know what I mean? I, I think I think more. I think he is that number one wide receiver. I think he's not there yet, but if you give it a year, even less than that, I think he's going to be that guy. And Corey Davis, I don't think he's not that guy. You know what I mean? But Jets fans, they'll react like he had like five or six drops for the first few weeks of the season. They're like, oh, this guy sucks. Why did we sign him? Yada, yada, yada. But he's, he's still Corey Davis, and I believe he's questionable for for this week. Um, if he plays, I would assume it would be in, in a limited capacity. Um, but they said he was going to practice today. Not sure. But I'm looking forward to the matchup between Elijah Moore and Slay. I think – I think Elijah Moore will get the better of him. I don't think he's going to have a crazy game. Like I don't think he's going to have a hundred yards or anything like that. Um, but I, I'm I'm looking forward to to Zach Wilson making that connection with Elijah Moore because it's it's going to be really really important because the Eagles Eagles you guys get to the quarterback and you guys don't even really blitz that much. I, I think you guys get like the have like the fourth highest pressure rate or it's something crazy like that without even blitzing. You know what I mean? So Zach Wilson's got to got to get through his first second read, extend plays with his legs, get the ball out of his hand quickly whatever it is. And that's tough for a rookie quarterback, but that's, what's going to have to happen. So I, I, that, those are two battles that I really want to watch. And then on, on the, on the opposite side of the ball, um, when it comes to Hall and Devonte Smith, you know, I'm, I believe Jalen hurts is questionable. He's probably going to play. You know what I mean? But I don't know. <laughs> not sure. I mean, I don't know. Cautious. It does look like they're being cautious. Cause I'm, we, cause we do have a bye week next week. So everybody is in the thought of why risk playing Jalen hurts against the jets where he could get more injured, give yeah. him two weeks off and let him come back, which would mean Gardner Minshew plays. Gardner Minshew. Right, I was, I was just about to ask who's the backup Gardner. <laughs> that would have uh, NFL Twitter blowing up a little bit right there. Gardner yeah. Minshew, come back. That'd be kind of nice. Um, hopefully he won't do it against my jets, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking, that matchup, uh, Demonte Smith and Hall is, is really, really important. Um, main, mainly because the the Eagles running rushing attack is like crazy good. You guys have like a three, like similar to the Jets, like a three headed monster. Your offensive line is crazy. You know what I mean? So like, I, I, I want to see Hall lock up on the outside, maybe with some safety help, a little cover one or something like that. Um, you're not gonna you're not gonna completely limit Devonte Smith or anything like that. He's gonna get those 25 yard gains. But if you could neutralize him in any way and like stack the box against that rushing attack, like do whatever you could do and make Jalen Hurts beat you or whoever the quarterback is, make make that guy beat you with accurate throws, not not the running backs. You know what I mean? I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind here. This comes from uh, notorious Eagles fan on Twitter, Seamus Clancy. He tweeted this and it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles replaces Carson Wentz, obviously during the Eagles Super Bowl season. 
Then Gardner Minshew replaces Nick Foles in Jacksonville when Foles gets hurt week one. Jalen Hurts replaces Carson Wentz last season. And now Gardner Minshew is replacing Jalen Hurts. <laughs> it's coming full circle. Everything's full circle, and somehow Gardner Minshew is in the mix. He's in the middle of the circle. <laughs> Isn't that funny, man? It's insane. I'm, assu- I'm assuming I'm assuming Jalen Hurts is going to play. You know, he, The way he was talking to the media at the beginning of the week, it seemed like he was going to play. But obviously, you know, the, if the Eagles, you know, probably are going to want to play as safe as possible, you know, but if, if, if you want to make the playoffs or have a shot at making the playoffs, wild card, whatever it is, you know, you're probably going to have to win this game. You know what I mean? So. 100%, especially with our schedule being after this game is all NFC East matchups. Like the Eagles definitely have to win this game just to get the win totals up and, and be in that wild card position. I got to ask you, John, because this was one of your prized, uh, free agents and he skipped out last year but now he's back oh yeah I know you're how about has that. it been watching cj mosley play linebacker he's he's consistently him and john franklin myers who just received a pretty big deal about four weeks ago it might have been they're consistently like two of the highest graded pff players on, on our defense and, and it, there's a reason why you, you might not see it you know but they're they're making a difference the, the cj mosley's quarterback in that defense you know what i mean and and salah salah plays uh, he likes to play a 4-3, but he'll have a linebacker go up on the line or on passing downs, he'll put a nickel cornerback in or defensive back. Um, so so it, it gets it gets complicated. And C.J. Mosley's holding it down over there. Like, I mean, with a rookie secondary, like a lot of rookies in our secondary, at least at least two, I believe, uh, that are that are starting and like a couple that are rotating in and out um, on different downs and whatnot. But he's he's really been everything that we thought he would be, even if it might not be showing up on the stat sheet with sacks or tackles or big plays like that. You know, he's he's making a difference, that's for sure. And, you know, overall with this defense, like you said, you know, Bryce Hall's there, CJ Mosley's there. There there's a couple guys, but overall, how do you feel about the 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 current now of this defense and then heading into the future, obviously mm-hmm. looking at this Jets team, you are looking into the future in terms of just building process. How do you feel this defense is kind of starting to take shape, and how do you view them? I've, I've asked everybody this. How do you view the Jets' defense matchup with what the Eagles present on offense speed-wise? Because it, it's new for me watching an Eagles offense that is truly operating based out of like just pure speed and agility mm-hmm. factors with if Jalen Hurts plays, obviously he can use his legs. Uh, you have Devontae Smith. You have Quez Watkins. Um, hopefully not for much longer Jalen Rager. Um, you obviously have Miles Sanders, Boston Scott out of the backfield, and then you have the the freak athletic ability of Dallas Goddard at tight end. How do you view the Jets' defense matching up with the speed and athleticism of the Eagles' offense? Yeah, yeah, the Eagles are a sneaky, dynamic offense, and, and you you wouldn't think it, you know what I mean? But I think it starts with the running game opening things up for Jalen Hurts to be the athlete that he is, you know what I mean? So when you have, like you said, those three running backs, Gainwell, Scott, um, Sanders, rotating in and out, um, even getting work out of the backfield, all like three of those guys can catch passes out of the backfield. So it's it's they're really, really dynamic offense. And I believe they're averaging like five yards a carry or something like that on the ground, which is which is crazy. You know, what I mean, two that's like two plays and you got a first down, and then all of a sudden all you gotta do is have Devontae Smith beat somebody once or twice, and then you have Godera as a red zone target. You know what I mean? So it, they're, they're really, really – the Jets are going to have their work cut out for them, that's for sure. Um, it's going to come down to game planning. And like I said, you know what I mean, 
you gotta you gotta stack the box. You know, at least I want to see at least seven guys in the box, even eight at times. You know what I mean? Um, disguising coverages for Jalen Hurts. You know, put 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 as many linebackers up there. Have seven guys um, with their hands down, like whatever whatever you it is you have to do to a stop the run and like make Jalen Hurts just just think a, a little bit. So maybe he he has to call an audible or or, or something like that. Um, the one thing that I think is gonna help the Jets if Jalen Hurts does play is that bum ankle that he has. He might not be able to do as much on the ground. That might be something that's in their favor. You know what I mean? So when it comes down to it, like if 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 they're passing the ball, make Jalen Hurts get get the ball out of his hands as quick as possible. And with the run, just limit it as as much as you can, you know, because you can't run the ball obviously all the time, but the Eagles are gonna have, you know, they're gonna get their chunks of yardage on the ground. To get in the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. But uh, as a whole, looking toward the future for the Jets defense, um, I, I really, I really like this group of guys. I think... Carl Lawson, obviously, we lost him to an Achilles tear before the season, and he, he was going to be that difference maker on our team. Um, looking forward to next year, we're assuming that he's going to still be that guy uh, for us next year. You know what I mean? So when when it comes to up front, we got Keenan Williams out of Alabama. He's he's been he's been really really coming into his own, especially this season. Uh, I really like how he's been playing. John Franklin Myers in the, on up front as well. Then we're going to have Carl Lawson Edge. Quincy Williams, brother of Keenan Williams. You know, he'll play like the Will linebacker. He'll play the Sam linebacker, whatnot. Um, Mosley's playing the mic most of the time. So, so I, I really I really like our front seven looking forward to the future. Uh, Hall at CB, CB1, I love that. And then I, I just we need a safety. We need some safety safety help back there. Obviously, you love the fact that you traded away Jamal Adams for, for all those picks and whatnot. Uh, but well, you're one injury away from you know your your safeties really being being a hole, and that's exactly what happened when Marcus May went down. Uh, and it's a shame. I really do feel bad for Marcus May. Any Jets fans listening, I know they might not have the softest spot for him in in their heart, you know. But he was he was risking a payday every time he stepped on the field for the Jets. You know what I mean? Like, and then all of a sudden he, he tears his Achilles, and he's on the franchise tag, and he's probably not going to get anywhere close to the money he had the chance to get you know what i mean so I, I do feel bad for him but i view safety as a big hole um and a lot of jets fans also want to draft another cornerback really lock down that position um but i i'm looking at the front seven i i'm checking off a lot of boxes there um and then i i just see maybe one other cornerback and a couple of safeties back there is what what this defense really needs to go from good to great and then from great to one of the best heading into Game number 12, what grade would you give to Robert Sala in his first year as a head coach so far? And what would you give to Zach Wilson year one as QB so far? That's tough, man. That's really, really tough. I'm going to go with uh, a B for Sala and then uh, a C plus B minus for Wilson. And it's tough because you don't, you don't, I mean, Salah really didn't have that much to work with. Um, you know, he did. Ha- he does have a lot of promising young guys, but at the same time, you know, this, like I said, this is the youngest team in the league with a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it, it, 
the Jets, it's looking up for the Jets, but you know, they're still the Jets is the best way that I can put it. You know what I mean? So I, do I think, do I think that the season has gone as well as it could have gone? No, obviously not. But do I think that Salah has this team on the right track? Do I, do I like what he brings to the table defensively and all that? Yeah, I do. And I believe in Joe Douglas. And then it's just up to Zach Wilson. You know, he's, he's, he's the question mark on all this. Um, he's got, he's got the arm talent. He's got the, uh, ability to make throws, any kind of throw you want. He's going to make that, you know, he's that's, that's where the Mahomes comparisons came, um, before the season, before the draft, et cetera. And then now he's stepping on the field and everyone's like, this guy's no Mahomes. Well, what, what did you expect? You know, did you really expect that to happen in, in year one? Um, so that's what he's got for him. He's got the, the talent, um, and the arm strength, et cetera, everything on, on, on in his favor. Um, what he doesn't have is the is the football IQ just yet, and that's what's going to take time. Coming from BYU, you know, um, not necessarily the uh, best of the best, cream of the crop in the Power Five conferences. You know what I mean? He's, it's gonna it's gonna take him a season, a season and a half um, to really get the the mental side of things down. And that's what Mac Jones has right now. If you look at Mac Jones, you know, he's checking off the, the hard work box, you know, the work ethic box. Boom, he checks that off. And he, the football IQ box. He checks that off too, you know, and that's what's making him so successful. That's what Bill Belichick saw. That's the benefit of having Nick Saban and going to the best franchise in football history. You know, if you have if you have the internal work ethic and you have the football IQ and you work your ass off, you know, you're gonna find success, and that's the success that Mac Jones is having. Um, so it's gonna take a little bit longer for Zach Wilson and even the other guys in the class, Fields, Trevor Lawrence. It's gonna take them a little bit longer to to get to that point. Uh, in terms of the mental side of the game, but I, I you got to have faith at this point. You can't really uh, call him a bust. I know a lot of Jets fans surprisingly are calling him bust, but nobody seems to want to call Trevor Lawrence a bust or anything like that. But at the same time, you gotta you gotta understand this is New York. The expectations are there. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give this kid a chance. I'm gonna have a little bit of faith in him. Um, but uh, for now, I'll say C plus. And with Zach Wilson, and obviously. You know, you brought it up with the Eagles and the amount of pressure they're able to get without even really having to blitz, and it drives me nuts that they barely blitz um, with the talent that they have up front. Yeah. How do you see Zach Wilson trying to, you know, develop that football IQ a little bit quicker this week because he's going to have to face pressure from, you know, Fletcher Cox. He's going to face pressure from Javon Hargrave. He's going to see it from a, an up-and-coming emerging linebacker in TJ Edwards. He's going to mm -hmm. see, you know, different looks from the safety positions with Rod McLeod and Anthony Harris, Darius Slay, Steven Nelson, with the talent that's on this Eagles defense, how do you view Zach Wilson and what do you want to see from him in terms of just watching plays develop, you know, him being able to get the ball out quickly, making, you know, proper decisions to where he's not turning the ball over and the Jets are out of this game, you know, a quarter and a half in because he's turning the ball over. He's making improper decisions and not allowing the Jets offense to get into a groove. Exactly. And we, we kind of talked about it on, on the on the defensive side of things. This is a big week for the defense, but it's also a big week for Zach Wilson. Right. Um, kind of the same thing. You know, we've seen uh, the Jets offense um, since the Colts game and even the the Mike White, Mike, Mike White week before that. You know, we saw this offense. We're like, holy shit, this offense is putting up 30 points a game, you know, almost 400 yards. Like, where did this come from? You know what I mean? And we saw the offense get a lot better unless. Post Colts game, we also saw the defense get getting better. So this is a big week on both sides of the ball. But for Zach Wilson, um, you really want to see him stick to the game plan this week, I guess. You know, um, the Michael Flory, he's going to have a game plan for this Eagles defense. He, you know, 
the offensive line is not going to give Zach Wilson a chance on every single play, but they should be able to give him a chance uh, on most plays. And I want to see just Zach stick to the game plan that Mike LaFleur has for you. You know what I mean? Don't don't try and do too much because um, if you're going to do too much, you're probably going to get sacked or you're probably going to throw a pick, something like that. Like you mentioned, protecting the ball is going to be really, really important. Um, I think establishing a run game is also going to be very, very important for the Jets as well. Um, so I think a little bit less of this is going to fall on Zach Wilson pushing the ball down the field or, or really beating the Eagles offense on his own. But under understanding that he has to stick to the game plan in order to beat this team, you know, he's not going to beat the team by himself. Um, the passing attack isn't going to be what beats the Eagles. You know, it's going to be establishing the run game um, and then sticking to the sticking to the game plan and moving the chains and stuff like that. How do you see this game playing out, brother? Uh, I think a lot of Jets fans are excited about this week, and normally Jets fans don't get excited. Um, I'm seeing this week as uh, a loss, maybe a loss by three or something like that. Um, I mean, it, it depends on Jalen Hurts playing. I, I, it really does. You know what I mean? If if he plays, I could see I could see the Jets losing by three. If he doesn't play, I could see the Jets winning by three. You know what I mean? So it really does come down to a couple of things. Uh, I think I think the Eagles probably pull, pull this one out um, because a lot of things have to go right on defense for the Jets, uh, and a lot of things have to go right for the Jets on offense. And I just think the Eagles kind of just have to play their game a little bit more. You know what I mean? I think this is a game that the Jets have to game plan very hard for, and I think this is a game that the Eagles are kind of like, all right, we do A, B, and C, we're probably going to win this game. That That's kind of how I'm looking at it. I'm not sure if, if you're thinking the Eagles have to do Something more specific than than maybe a, a few things. Um, I'm not. What what are you what are you seeing from that? Just don't target Jalen Rager in crunch time. That's the big thing. <laughs> like you have you have two very dynamic pass catchers on this roster in Devontae Smith in Dallas Goddard. Yeah, use them. You know, use them to your advantage. No matter who's playing quarterback. Like if it's Gardner Minshew, especially. Go to your best playmakers. Yeah. If it's Jalen Hurts, still go to your best playmakers. There's no need to be targeting Jalen Rager seven, eight times a game. Uh, he stinks. So. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that anymore for sure. Uh, what's your X Factor matchup? Because for me, it is definitely Elijah Moore versus Darius Slay. If Darius Slay can kind of compartmentalize and, and really, you know, confuse Elijah Moore off the line of scrimmage and, and really shut him down. I think it takes away such a big piece of the passing attack for the Jets where it's going to make Zach Wilson look elsewhere and kind yeah. of, you know, force his hand a bit to where the rest of the Eagles defense can kind of get into his reads and get into his head a little bit. 
Um, so that's where I'm looking. That's a matchup I'm looking at. What's the big X factor matchup you're looking at from this one? And 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 to that point, you know, the Jets are without wide receiver Keelan Cole this week. Um, he's low key one of Jack uh, Zach Wilson's favorite targets, and it's very very low key. But they do have a connection there. Um, and then Corey Davis is also questionable. So you take Elijah Moore out of the game with Slay, um, then where 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 does Zach Wilson look to? It's gonna it's gonna be a lot of the rushing games. It's gonna be a lot of checkdowns um, to running back screen plays, stuff like that. Because we don't really have a tight end that's even competent at all at, at the NFL level. So if you take Elijah Moore out, you're right. You know it's gonna be a tough tough day for Zach Wilson. Um, but I'm I'm gonna go with the exact opposite matchup. Uh, it's gonna be Bryce Hall and Devontae Smith. I also see that matchup as being really, really big. Um, I, I would say those the two matchups that we mentioned, the one you mentioned, the one I mentioned, they're probably the, the top one and two matchups that are, are the biggest X factors. I, the way I see it is if if Hall can neutralize, like like we were talking about earlier, if he can neutralize Devontae Smith um, with a little safety help over the top one on one, then all of a sudden, you know, you you cut down whoever the quarterback's options is, whether it's Jalen Hurts or Gardner Minshew, probably Jalen Hurts, let's say. Um, you know, you, you cut down his options to, okay, go dare or or whoever my second or third option is or take off with a, with a with a bad ankle. You know what I mean? That's just in the passing game. Obviously, they're going to have their way in the running game. But I, I, I really see if if the Eagles passing game is any more than 250 yards, I, I don't I don't think the Jets win this game. So I, I see that matchup as being just as critical as the one you mentioned. So I, I think those are the probably the two biggest matchups to look out for. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already know. (laughs) You already know. I think that's how it always goes. like 45 minutes and we were at like Chelsea. (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. John, I've asked everybody that's come on the show this year. Just a fun, quirky question, depending on who the person is, what the team they cover is. So I got two for you. Number one, if you could take a Jets player and turn them into a Transformer and their Transformer thing is a Jet, who would it be? (laughs) They turn into a plane, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. Current or former, yeah? Either way. Current or former? Oh boy, I feel I feel like Nick Mangle might be pretty Ooh, hilarious. That's a good I, one. I think it would be like a, a just a tank of a plane. You know, what I yeah, mean? It wouldn't be one of those like uh, fast planes, but it, it would be something that you look up in the sky and you'd be like, "What the hell is that?" I mean, you could have like some uh, 
some like blonde hair flowing. Yeah, the like beard's that. flowing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Mangold. I'm gonna go with Mangold. That's an interesting interesting question. So I'm gonna give an interesting choice. I like that one. And then obviously you are one half of the Get in the Hole podcast, part of our our podcast network. Yes, sir. So what would your dream Jets foursome golf group be? Current, former coach, players, whatever it may be. Yeah. And then of those four, who would you want to have as a guest on Get in the Hole? Oh boy, KB, that's 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 a question. That's a great question right there. Um, okay, so I'm I, I can't leave out um, Namath. So it's got got Namath's got to be in there. He's a good time, and he's obviously the biggest legend um, the Jets have ever had. So he's got to be in it right there. Boom. Um, I'm gonna want to have one current player though. Um, that's that's probably the toughest one. I'm gonna go with. I'll probably go with Elijah Moore because I, I think he's the future. He may not be a big name right now or anything like that, but I think he's he's the future of this team. So I'm going to go with that. And then um, I'm going to have to go with one more legend, maybe like a 2010s player. Um, 2010s, I'm going to have to go with – go, I'm going to have to go with Mangold again. And then He seems uh, like he'd be fun on the course. Yeah, he's, he's, he's he looks like a good time out there. Um I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'll go with Rebus too. I'll go with Rebus. I feel like I feel like that's a that's a good force. I was thinking about Rex Ryan. Maybe I was thinking about that. Um, but I he might golf barefoot. Yeah, yeah. They don't. <laughs> don't you never feet know. Fly. Get a little John Daly. Get a little John Daly action from him. <laughs> I, I can I can see that. But that that would be my foursome. And then which case would I like to have on the podcast? Oh boy. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like. I feel like Eric Decker plays golf. Ooh, I feel like he'd like like, be fun. I feel like he'd be a golf a golf nerd. I feel, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of, of players who, who might be golf nerds, and I feel like he he'd be up there. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go with Decker on the podcast. That's what I'll do. I'll go with Decker. Eric I, Decker, I, come on, get in the hole challenge. Let's get it going. Let's ride. Um, John, you're the absolute best. Let everybody know where they can follow you on Twitter. Check out the podcast, all that good stuff. Yes, sir. At Getting Low Pod on Twitter, Instagram, at I Make Pars, no spaces, no capitals. Not that it would matter. It's one of the best Twitter handles. At I Make Pars. I do not make birdies. I do not make bogeys. I only make pars. That's my Twitter handle, at I Make Pars. I appreciate you, KB. Thanks for having me on, man. Check out the Getting the Whole podcast. Them boys are bumping. Those numbers are true to roof. They're doing great stuff. Follow John at I Make Pars. He needs more Twitter followers than he has. Get them things up. Uh, I'm sure we'll be having tons of banter in our group chat this weekend oh, yeah, uh, about the Eagles and Jets. We didn't have much for the, for the for the Rangers Flyers. I know. I was I was working last night I when know, that was going on, and I was like, ah. Uh, and of course, the Flyers just big game for Philadelphia. You know, the yeah, Flyers are big. one of the worst teams in the NHL. The the Phillies don't. I guess they don't even exist according to Major League Baseball. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, uh, who else we got over there? Sixers are slumping. The Sixers are below average. They, they, and you guys can't lose to the Jets. This no. can't happen. Can't have that happen. Can't happen. Uh, although I would trade an Eagles win against the Jets for a Union win on Sunday. So Really? Okay. okay. I would do that to get the Union to the championship game. That would sacrifice. Yeah. I'm not the biggest uh, like soccer guy. You know if the mean? Union win on Sunday, which is the same time around that the Eagles will probably be in like the third quarter of the yeah. Eagles-Jets game, if they win on Sunday against NYC FC or NYFC, yeah. uh, they go to the MLS Cup. 
Oh, so this is a big week for New York uh, Philly then, I guess. Yeah, it's huge. Well, I'll, it's be I'll be paying attention to both then. I'll make sure, I'll, make sure I'll tune into the MLS then. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, like I said, follow John. Follow Get in the Hole on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And uh, thanks for hopping on the show, buddy. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me, man. Anytime, anytime. Thank you guys for listening and checking out Eagles Enemies. The support for this show is the reason it sticks around year after year. Make sure you guys are following us on social media at UndergroundPHI on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Make sure you check out our website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast, Be a Friend, Tell a Friend. And subscribe, 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 and leave a five-star rating and review to let us know how you're feeling about each and every Eagles matchup throughout the season. We hope you guys enjoy Season 4 of Eagles Enemies, presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia, and we'll catch you on the gridiron next week. Go Birds!